Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, ever since I started the show, I've uh, I've gotten questions all the time about who to bet on, who do I bet with. Obviously, we're a sports podcast, but I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where you should bet. And I think you should know this by now. I've listened to the show. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, their endless props, their fantasy sports wagers, there's something there for everybody. Uh, the best player perks in the sportsbook business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. So we're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag. Use promo code SHARKS, S-H-A-R-K-S, the new code, guys. So make a note of that when creating your account and claim your 50% uh, bonus. So if you're laying down $100, that means you got an extra $50 to play with now. Uh, it's a great deal, guys. I know I've talked in past ads about all the different stuff on there. From you know Game of Thrones, esports, obviously NBA playoffs are going on, NHL playoffs. Uh, so check all that stuff out. So just remember, head on over to mybookie, m y b o o k i e dot a g. Promo code Sharks. You play, you win, you get paid. It's that simple. All right. So I got another sponsor to talk to you about this uh, this week, guys. Um, our newest friends from SeatGeek. Uh, let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping for dozens of different online sites trying to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals for your favorite game, concert, show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot means good deals, and a red dot, not so good. So go over to SeatGeek, use promo code ACAA at checkout, receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. So what are you waiting for? Uh, Again, that's promo code ACAA, $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. All right, guys, let's get on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Old Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. Joining me tonight, making his triumphant return to internet radio, the one, the only, Will Bedwell. What's up, buddy? Hey, glad to be back. It's been a while. It has been a while. How you been doing? Oh, I'm good. Good. You know, I think we we shouted you out. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but maybe an episode ago, two episodes ago, but again, congrats on... Uh, officially becoming a lawyer oh yeah i appreciate it passing Big the time. bar exam yeah there's a lot of hard work gone into that you've been, we haven't been able to have you on the show because you've been you had your nose in the books you know uh-huh yeah i was too busy and worried that i would uh say something incriminating to my character but sure whereas I'm, now you're i'm a good clear. moral nothing standing ever, and nothing could ever go wrong now with you and the bar y'all are, y'all are good standing now 
Yes, especially because we're behind the paywall, right, on these episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, only so, premium, yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we can still libel people and get away with it. Well, I did say... I got your, y'all's back. Don't worry about in it. My, in my shout-out, originally I said we're not saying allegedly anymore. We don't have to because now you're a lawyer, yes. so it's fine. Yes, I can lose the case for you. It'll be great. We can just, we can just <laughs> libel people or... Uh, what is it? Is it uh, liable or the other one when we're on? Is it slander? slander? Is it slander because we're recording this? Right, yeah. I don't right? know. It all went out of my head you don't after know. Oh, uh, this I is took useless. the test. All right, right? whatever. I guess I guess <laughs> we'll stay away from the legal Q&A if, uh, if Bill was not going to be able to help us on this. Uh, yeah, it's it's Trucks After Dark again recording on Wednesday, one day after uh, Mike Bianco and the old Miss Rebels got uh, slaughtered by in-state rivals Mississippi State down in Pearl, my neck of the woods. Uh, Czar State. Yeah, exactly. I think the final score like seven to one or something. I wasn't paying much attention after the uh, they got down seven to one. So fortunately, did not attend that game. Also, the game was not on any TV or streaming services. Apparently, at least reading from the mind of Yancey Porter. Uh, Kind of like a, I, I don't know, Yancey Porter's Twitter is like a, it's like a fever dream type situation, but he was claiming that, uh, it's not Porter's brains like a fever. What? Right. What you I said his yeah. Twitter is like a fever dream. Yeah, exactly. But that's, yes, his brain is like, yes. He was saying that the reason it wasn't streamed or on TV or anything was because the sponsors of the game want like as many people as possible to go and like. I mean, I guess it worked. It was the largest audience or the largest attendance, I should say, uh, in the history of Trustmark Park. We've been there. You, you went to a game there uh, with me and Angie before. So, you know. I love that park. I, I like that nice. they do that game there. Although I would be able to like to watch it on TV. Sure. And, and honestly, that's kind of like the worst game to go to there because the lines are just outrageous. Uh, my coworker went with his – grandfather and his uncle i think and i was just like yeah i bet the lines are bad because i've been before i think i went last year with uh alex ray and his wife caroline shout out uh and the lines are just insane for any type of concessions or beer or even the bathroom so uh yeah i mean never, it is a nice park like, it's never uh i don't know it doesn't shape up where there no one goes by the home and visitor side really with the the no, yeah, the crowd is pretty crazy. just, yeah, no, that's definitely so true. So I hate that. Not only are the lines long, but they're also full of uh, uh, ignorant bulldog fans. Mixing, mixing of the, the rivalry races, yeah. Hmm. Ooh, you got to keep them separate at the governor's cup. Okay, all right. Governor's yeah, well, it's Ross Barnett is the governor in that case that you're referencing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but so regardless of your thoughts on the game itself, uh, not a great showing. For Ole Miss, uh, now that of course was coming off of losing the series at Auburn, um, kind kind of a heartbreaking loss for sure. Um, couldn't get it done Friday night. It was pretty rough. They gave up a lead. I think I think it was the first time this year they've lost when leading after four innings, uh, and then come back win the game on Saturday against Auburn's ace, which was pretty good. So, sorry, I should say on Friday game two, what you would normally say was the Saturday game of a series. Uh, things were altered timetable because of Easter. So it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. Um, then they got the rubber match on Saturday game three. Um, I wasn't able to watch a lot of it. I actually went to, uh, went to Holy. Well, you know, you know, Holy, like where you, they throw the colors up in the air and stuff at the, uh, at the Hindu temple. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I uh-huh. didn't, I didn't stay. We didn't like, try to get the colors thrown all over us. Although it looked like people were having fun with that. Cause we wanted to like, you know, go, 
shopping or something afterwards. Didn't want to have to. Also, I didn't want my car to just be covered in uh, all the different colorful pigment dust stuff, whatever that is. I'm not even sure what it's made of, but uh, but there was incredible food there uh, and a lot of people, and it was really great. the The Hindu temple in the metro area is like very. It's very beautiful. It's uh, it's in Fluid. So that's a little sidebar. Wasn't watching the game necessarily until the very end, but uh, I want to say it's tied going into extra innings top of the 10th uh old miss manufactures a run um i think greg kester was a big part of it he's been playing very well uh, especially at the plate um they take a lead into the bottom of the 10th caracy comes on and it just it, it goes very poorly so i believe uh crazy gives up a hit maybe and then walks a guy so they have like first and second no outs. The The batter shows bunt. He fouls it off. So you're thinking, okay, obviously he's going to bunt. He bunts again, but for some reason, Keenan is like playing on the bag at third. Like no bunt defense is set up. Uh, I mean, the Auburn announcers are commenting on this. It's extremely strange. I have no idea. But the point, he, he reaches safely. So he got bases loaded, no outs. No idea why he didn't get out on that play. You know, he's showing bunt. It should be obvious. Um, so bases loaded, no outs in a game you're, you're leading by one in the 10th inning, uh, and you're the away team. So obviously if Auburn scores twice, the game is over. Um, let's see the next batter. It's like a, a ground ball to Zabowski at first. No, oh, no. Yeah. He makes a bad, he makes a bad throw that pulls Cooper off the bag at home. It could have with a better throw. It could have been an out at home plate. Ideally the second out, if you had, Although I guess uh, if he if he had gotten that out on the bunt, it wouldn't have been a force. So it could have been a little bit harder play at Cooper having to tag. But the point is, he pulls Cooper off the bag. Everyone's safe. The score is now tied again. Uh, so that's another whammy. the second the second uh, confusing uh, play of the game. Although you know, it's making a bad throw is more understandable than just not playing blunt defense at all. Um, <laughs> and so then a, a fun thing happens that you don't get to see very often um, with. Base is still loaded, no out still. Ole Miss brings a fifth infielder in, uh, which is, is always fun to watch. And I believe uh, Crazy then strikes out the next two batters, so the score is still tied. Uh, Crazy's arm is hanging on by yeah, a he's up in the probably like sixty pitches or so. I think he had already pitched before this inning, or oh, maybe maybe he might not have, but he had pitched the day before for like six outs or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, it was a, it was a rough it's a rough way to lose when you're also giving very extended uh, pitches to your closer. Um, but he gets two strikeouts, the second of which is like very questionable on their best player Edward Julian, who'd been hurt at Ole Miss all weekend. But whatever, you know, you think got to get one more out. So you, they go back to the regular lineup. They get rid of the five infielders. Uh, the next guy just like singles through uh, through the left hand side. Um, you know, of course, as soon as you get you get rid of the five infielders, just get a ground ball through, and that's the game. So it's a heartbreaker on top of losing the series. Uh, you know, second series in a row, Ole Miss has lost. Um, in the SEC, you also, like I said, give way too many pitches to Caracy. So they're they're ten and eight after six weekends in the SEC. I mean, still a respectable mark, uh, but things are about to get very difficult. They got A and M starting on Thursday. Uh, they're Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. Um, and then we pull the schedule up. I believe they go to LSU the weekend after that. You pull up the schedule. I'll pull up Wesson's text messages. Okay, yes, please do. Um, 
We're, we can't. If you were wondering if we haven't had Wes in a while, he's not allowed legally to comment on Ole Miss baseball any longer. Things are getting too heated. Uh, After the FBI visited him. Yeah, I think there was there's some legal action taken on behalf of Ole Miss baseball and Mike Bianco. The Weston's just a little too invested in it. Um, we want to so, make sure everyone stays safe out yeah, there. Yeah, I think it's it's for his own good. It's for the good of the program, yeah. Um, Texas A&M, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then you go at LSU, May 3rd through 5th. Uh, famously, John Stefanczyk, who was at a work dinner tonight, not joining us, has said that uh, – Ole Miss is going to win at Alex Box this year. So it's an easy environment. We'll look for out for that. Team. Yeah, easy. And then Mississippi State, who just destroyed us in Pearl, comes to Oxford May 10th, 11th, 12th. And you finish the series at number 21, Tennessee, who is like top eight in the RPI. Um, maybe an easier series, but maybe not. I mean, there's still, there's sort of about you can easily, easily lose all four of those series, including, you know, you can get swept in, uh, and any of them, so it's it's rough. And then it's hosting time. Mm. Yeah, and then it's time to go be a, a two seed in uh at Eastern Carolina and get beat by Cliff. I have heard some people on this very show say that's what these rebels need. Yeah, that has been a favorite theory of John's is uh you know go be a two seed somewhere. But I mean, I, the thing about this team is it, it has been a weird year. I don't I don't think they could win a regional with the pitching they have like i I don't know who's gonna start the game four it's just the whole thing is very oh yeah game three is worrisome enough yeah game three already so it's ryan ryan olenic will start game four if we probably give us a better shot that a big theme right now for not being able to close out these series in the last game is that gunner hoagland can get through the order once and then things just get bad for him and at that point you gotta hope you got people left in the bullpen uh, that can throw complete games. It's almost like I wonder if we should be saving Tyler Myers, who's been one of the most reliable, like, first men out of the bullpen on a Friday or something. Like, we we need something for the formula on Sunday. We need someone that can go, like, four innings after Hoagland goes through two innings, basically. Is the way and then you got to right worry about Etheridge's blister. I keep yeah. hearing about this blister. I think it's been okay for a while, but, yeah, I mean, Etheridge is, is, is very good. Have you seen it? Have they leaked? I have not. Seen I've been trying to find them. I haven't seen the blister. Any. You've been googling Will Etheridge blister picks. Yes, hmm. on the dark web, deep yeah, web. What is it so. called the, now? The dark web. Yeah, I would hope dark. so. Yeah. yeah, you put out a put out a call on uh, some mm. of those message boards. But that's all Chase Parham ever writes about is is the blister. The blister. Yeah. Well, it's, it's serious. I think business. he might be. Test, yeah. Another problem right now, Thomas Dillard's in a pretty bad slump. I, I, I don't think he's had a home run in like five in weeks or so. Yeah, it's been a while. Last night it was a month. But I mean, if Kessinger, me, if Kessinger hadn't come on the way he has come on, they would really be in trouble. He's really been the spark. Um, I think last night he played in the three-hole for the first time uh, of his career ever. I was listening to his uncle on the radio last night. He said he could never remember playing him in the three-hole in college. Um, so... Yeah, uh, things things are a little rough right now. I'm not sure. You know, obviously, playing in the SEC, you have a chance to get a bunch of big wins. Just like, is that really going to happen? I'm going to pull up Warren Nolan right now. I was looking at it earlier. I believe they're at number 28 in the RPI right now. Let's see how some notable RPIs. So Ole Miss is number 29. Um, Missouri, number 26. Uh, they actually have the same record as Ole Miss with one tie. Uh, they're seven, ten, and one in the SEC, but they're twenty-seven, fifteen, and one overall. Obviously, they took a series from Ole Miss, took a series from LSU, uh, split a series with A and M. Um, Florida, who Ole Miss swept, is number twenty-seven. 
Uh, Auburn, who just beat Ole Miss in a series number 15. LSU is number 20. Mississippi State is number 12. East Carolina, who beat Ole Miss in the midweek. Former Ole Miss hitting coach Cliff Godwin's team is at number 9, having a great season there. Uh, and they also have the number 22 strength of schedule, which is interesting for uh, a team that plays in the uh, American Athletic Conference. Wait, what are we again? We're 29th in the RPI with oh, the 34 okay. strength of schedule. What are we in the net? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's. I wish. I wish because that's usually that. better, right? That's I wish we were talking about about uh, about. Kermit I want to get off the bubble. I want this baseball team to get off the bubble. Mm-hmm. We already. Well, they are the certainly part. not on the hosting bubble right now. Uh, with the top sixteen teams hosting, I think they're solidly a two or two. I'm talking seat, about the super regional, leaning uh, towards a three bubble. seat. If you think about it, because they're number twenty nine. Or host or a national seat bubble. Yeah, they're definitely not in that conversation right now. Um, like I said, State's at 12, A&M's at 13, Arkansas's at 7, Arkansas coming off a sweep in Mississippi State this past weekend, Tennessee is at 6 in the RPI, number 4 strength the schedule. Uh, they're 9-9 in the SEC, they're, they've they been kind of mediocre, but that's a very interesting storyline this season is the Tennessee RPI and strength the schedule on paper is very good. Louisville, who swept Ole Miss in the midweek, is number four. Georgia, who Ole Miss does not play, is number three. Vanderbilt, also Ole Miss does not play, is number two. Number one in the country, uh, do you know, well, the UCLA, the Bruins, Oregon State, last year's champions at number five. I knew five. we were talking basketball. Yeah. UCLA, the dynasty has come back. That's right. Howland's team. Uh, so that's kind of a picture where we're at right now. SEC teams that are worse RPIs than Ole Miss. Uh, Kentucky, who just beat Ole Miss in the series, number forty-five. Alabama, number fifty-three. They are four and fourteen in the SEC, and that may be it. Um, let's see. Southern Miss is is pretty bad. Haven't seen them this low in a while. They are number fifty-two, which is actually is is bubbly. Um, because what you got to think there's uh there's sixty-four teams in the tournament, but you got a lot of those automatic qualifiers, like a lot of the four seeds uh get in from winning their conference, right? But Southern Miss is fourteen and four in Conference USA, so maybe they could win the regular season or win the conference uh, the tournament. I'm not sure. South Carolina is at fifty-six, five and thirteen in the SEC. Uh, I think that's probably all the SEC teams. I doubt anybody else is lower than that. Um, yeah, so we've got kinda... some uh, good losses. Yeah, got a ton, ton of good losses. Uh, just reiterating, lost two to the number four team, Louisville. Lost one and with two wins against number 17, Arkansas. Lost one to the number nine, East Carolina. Lost one in the non-conference, the number 12, Mississippi State. Also 10-8 and eight in the SEC. Uh, got the series coming up against number 13, A&M. Lost two to number 15, Auburn. Uh, got LSU number 20 coming up. Uh, lost two to number 26, Missouri. Swept number two seven to Florida. Number two ninety eight North Alabama. Correct. Yeah, that's that's I didn't the best I forgot, lost on our resume. We're on a up. short list of two forty six lost. Number to number two forty six will two forty six. Okay, will, they're turning it up. I will tell you what's not helping. Wright State, who Ole Miss won the series two and lost one two is number eighty one. Uh, but I'll tell you what's not helping. Uh well, number two sixteen, Long Beach State at eight and thirty. <laughs> Uh, I do believe Ole Miss lost a game to them in their series uh, that they did win. But we got we got John calling my phone did not right now. Sweep the Long Hold on, Beach let's see, let's diggers. see what John's Uh-oh. saying. Uh oh. Yo, John, you're on the show. What's going on? I'm on. I'm actually on the show. Yeah, I put you on speaker. Yeah, we hopped right in there. So like you're 
Yeah, you're up to the microphone. People can hear you. Oh, fantastic. Well, I was going to say I'll be home in 15. You want to move this? Let's do it live. Hello from small turnout. Well, you can try to call in. I know you had a message you wanted to give the people while we got you. Do you want to go ahead and say that? Yeah, fire Bianco. Bullshit. All right, yeah, we'll cover. do it live. Fire Bianco. All right, well, if you get home and you want to join us, uh, we're wrapping up the baseball discussion now, but just uh, text me or talk. To, uh, I'll send you a message on Skype or something. All right, I will join back. Okay. All right, sounds fire good. Bianca. All right, Fire Bianco. All right, bye. Uh, yeah, so that's never happened before. John just called in my regular phone while we were recording. But I feel like in 15 minutes, we'll be well, well far afield of this baseball discussion. But okay. Uh huh. I'll just, I'll, that's the perfect time for me to tune out and eat this pizza pizza. that may be delivered imminently. Yeah. Any, uh, (laughs) any word on the, you got a pizza tracker going on? What's your, what's the status of the pizza? In the oven. The pizza's in the oven. Okay. So it has been delivered. Oh no, not my oven. I see, I see. I forgot that is a message on That's the, the on middle the of the tracker. Yes. What pizza? What, what are we talking about here? Give us a give us a picture of this pizza. Oh, you know I'm a pizza nut, so I'm getting it from Pizza Hut. First off, all good okay. in the hood sure. or under the hut. Yeah, sure. I feel like all good in the hood is was not there. I would say it's they all, tried that and it didn't. If it was going to be me talking about Pizza Hut, I would say it's all butt in the hut. Cause, it's man, all it man. yeah. Next day is some butt in the hut, but we're talking. Okay, so little factoid. Hot hot hut is not butt, is what you're saying. Let me give you the fresh take out the oven. Okay. The roasted uh, garlic on it is they have a creamy parmesan base now. Oh, this you're nasty. Talking the white you are, pizza. You yeah, are nasty. nasty dude, this this does fit what I know about you. That's disgusting. That, that's... They got the two topping large Ooh. deal. You can put ham and bacon on it. So you're, you're telling me, did you really order a white parmesan sauce with ham and bacon toppings on it from Pizza Hut? Is that what you got? Uh, yes. I mean, it's not all I got, that's, but it's one that of is, the pizzas. That is butt. That is butt. That's terrible. <laughs> All right, well, great. I'm glad, happy to not be there to have to partake of that. And you thought Wesson was the only crazy person. That just sounds that yeah, all right, so here you go. You were going to you were gonna update us on uh, some of Wesson's thoughts on uh, this baseball team. It's like, it's like yes. he's here. Since he's not allowed legally to, no. to, to say these things on the show, you'll have to read his quotes. Okay, so I think great is to start uh, with this morning talking about last night when Wes says, who do we play tonight? Or yesterday after yeah. we lost. After I said that we, we suck. I said we suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And he said, who do we play? Finds out we lost in all. And he said, That's I it. wish Mike would know. All right. I wish Mike would know when to walk, be walk away like AK did. I just yeah. feel like. <laughs> That's Mike is so stubborn. We probably won't fire him and we'll be stuck with him. Okay, and there's definitely some truth to what he's saying. I, I agree that like it's going to be a rough breakup with Bianco when and if that happens. It's, it's not going to be like any – it's going to be a long, protracted thing. I don't think Mike goes away easy. But were you like me when you read this and said, <laughs> Wesson, what are you talking about? AK did not just AK, retire. <laughs> Bjork told said, him I'm firing I you. Thought- he did halfway through the season. That's when AK realized the best thing to do was leave the program. And so I had to I had to pull out some dates on him and say <laughs> it wasn't halfway through the season. It was in late February. And first of all, what happened was things were going so poorly that Bjork and AK agreed he was not coming back the next year. And so AK announced, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna quit after this year. I'm just gonna keep coaching. Then things got worse, and so he was just like, I'm gonna quit for good because the team is even worse with with me as a lame duck coach. And so Tony Madlock took over. <laughs> but that that's a, that's a far cry from saying, you know what I want to do? I want to help Ole Miss basketball. I'm gonna step away, which is basically what what Weston was making it sound like. And what are you saying Bianco should do? I don't think that really happens. I don't think that's a that's a realistic thing for a coach to really do is just say, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stop, guys. I love this school too much. That's what well, and and Wes says if that's the truth, then he guesses Ole Miss will have a death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. I mean, then we will rise right. from the ashes like a phoenix. See, that's the part I don't agree with. There's yeah, no evidence that, that Ole Miss will be the phoenix in the situation, not just the 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 ashes pile. That seems more likely. Hey, if we can do it in basketball, we can definitely do it in baseball with the right coach. We've got to find who's who's the baseball coach at Middle Tennessee. That's my question. We need that guy. We yeah. need the Kermit. We need the one to one Kermit equivalent. Something like that. Okay, and then Wes starts spilling on a source in here. Got to redact all this. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah. redacted. I mean, if Wes was here, some juicy if Wesson was here, he would be telling everybody the gossip and yes. who told it to him. But we're not going to yes. do that. We're not going to go against his source. Uh, yeah, and then, but you know, you, I wasn't hard as in the right place. I think, but I do find it funny that when Ole Miss, you know, beat Arkansas two out of three, swept Florida, won the first game against Kentucky, I didn't hear a word from Weston. Weston was complete, just completely absent. And then as soon as they, they lose a game, he, he shows up. He's got like Back a, like a spidey man. sense, a spidey sense for when Mike Bianco is underperforming. <laughs> Weston is there to be like, I told you guys. Weston's doing, he's making the PowerPoint to show whoever our yeah. new chancellor is. Yeah, he's he's going to convince Bjork to hire Cliff Goblin. And then Weston is not wrong. Goblin's having a great season. I think everyone agrees that Cliff Goblin would be a great person to take over this Ole Miss baseball program. The problem is Mike Bianco is 51 years old. He's like fourth all-time in wins for an SEC coach. He's not going anywhere. He sure as hell isn't quitting. Uh, and I don't think Bjork is, is going to fire him. It would be at least – he would have to miss a tournament like this year and next year for it to happen that quickly. I just – I don't think it's imminent. Um, I think Ole Miss is kind of stuck with with Bianco, and and I, I you know I'm back and forth on Bianco. Uh, when he wins, I'm happy. When he loses, I'm a little frustrated. But I, I think he's a good coach. Maybe not a great coach. He has a lot of resources as far as the program. He is hindered by you know the scholarship situation that we've talked about a lot on the show in the past. Mississippi is one of the states, but so is Alabama. And I mean Mississippi State has the same restrictions that Ole Miss does, and. They're consistently uh, better at baseball the last ten or ten years or so. Um, you know, it is what I want to say. I liked him more when I used to think his name was Bianca. So yeah, was that you? Doesn't that just tell tell you everything you need to know? I guess so. Does that? I don't know if that really tells me anything. But <laughs> if you, I mean, if that's how you felt. That's fair. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, also, that's. Um, I know. I keep talking about chase parm's obsession that's his number one pet peeve when people world. call him bianca mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well the, here's the thing about mike bianca he gets his goat he gets his goat is he, it goat or goad that his we get goat from i think he gets his goat i believe is the what you're thinking is that about. a reference to his what is that i don't know we yeah, don't have to go down it's uh it's filthy reference yeah 
Mm-hmm. No, I don't actually know what that idiot means. Um, the thing is, Bianco, he beat, if he beats A&M in the series, beats Southern Miss in the midweek, you know, wins three of the next four, sitting at uh, 12 and nine in the SEC, I'm sure we're all back to happy again. And then he goes in and say, I don't think it's going to happen, but John did predict it. So say he wins in LSU. So he wins the next two series, you know, kind of confirms that the team plays better against the better competition, something we've speculated at. He'd be sitting at 14 and 10 in the SEC with uh, three weekends left, um, or no, with two weekends left at that point, just with State and Tennessee left. I mean, he's going to have a lot of fans back on the boat. So it's hard to totally say, you know, what's going to happen, but they're in a pretty bad funk right now. I, I don't know how the pitching is going to resurrect itself. You still have Etheridge and Nikhazy are both good options. For starters, uh, I just worry. What about... What if Nikhazy hadn't shown up out of nowhere? Can oh, you imagine? I know. I know. Without without Nikhazy this season would really be a dumpster fire because he's been very good for a freshman on Saturday. And um, I'm just gonna say I called it like first time. Yeah, you did you pitch to midweek? I said, yeah. Go back, y'all got the receipts. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna right, do that. But I'll. Back, so. I'll take, take my word. I'll take your word for it. For it. That's fine. You're I'm a an lawyer. You can't court, lie. Yeah, yeah lawyers go. are known for. Uh, honesty very upstanding yeah right right right. that's why there's so many jokes about like how moralistic and uh kind they are stuff like that i've got a whole book it was a gift really yeah what's your what's you got you got any off the dome you got any good ones to share with us um you put me on the spot i don't so I can right. just add. So when John gets back, I can just add him to this call. I'm just looking at that. All right, continue. You don't have any you remember? Um, what do you call a a bus oh, of lawyers little... going over a cliff? Wait, say it again. What do you call a bus full of lawyers going over a cliff? A. It's like the classic one. I don't know. This. What is it? A good start. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's, I mean it's pretty basic. I get it. It's pretty basic. It's, uh-huh. it, the lawyer joke is is like you could kind of use it, and it's a stand-in for any group you don't like. So, you know, you could these these are also like could be potentially like old racist jokes or something. You just swap. Yeah, out. I haven't I haven't worked uh, blue in a while. I think you know that about me on the scene. Hmm. Okay. And I'm guess... more of an upbeat, yeah, uh, stream of consciousness. You know, one man show. That's kind of how I do my comedy, my stand up. Yeah, you got it. How's your how's your set doing? How's your tight five these days? Ooh, the tight five seconds, fifty seconds. Yeah, fifty yeah. seconds. Um, tight is maybe not the right word. That sounds right. I keep it loose. I don't know. You know, uh, like a Mitch, like a, a Mitch Hedberg style. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's impromptu. It's a stream of consciousness. Um, so. Yeah, I would say that. I just I work off you know what the audience gives me. Oh, you do a lot of crowd work. Right. So you kind of like... That's uh, what I love about the podcast. I just get to imagine your audience and their reactions. Sure. And what do you imagine the reaction to this episode being so far? Oh, they're waiting for us to get to the Game of Thrones segment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Which is, which is really exciting because uh, apparently John's going to be joining us. I'm not sure if he watches Game of Thrones or not, but we are coming I up I thought on, he was a super fan. Is, he might be. He honestly might be. I have no idea. But we are. That was my are, phone dinging from him texting. That was me texting the group oh, to you okay. and both then. Hey. And saying, let me know when you're on Skype. I'll add you to the call. Um, he might be. He may be. He may not be. It was his idea last week to have you on and talk about TV shows. I think we were a little starved of content, uh, which is fine. You've been watching any uh, any NBA finals? Yeah. I, mean, I guess not the finals, the playoffs, I should say. 
also not really. Have not. I saw the crazy shot. I was um, gonna say the Raptors right beating the mm-hmm. Thunder last night uh, with the walk off. There was like a deep Marshall three. Steph Moody is that the three. Raptors, not the Trailblazers? It's Toronto, oh, right? Man. It was Toronto Raptors. We the North. Am I wrong about this? If I'm wrong about this, this level of confidence. Yeah, I'm, or one of us is wrong. No, I think you're wrong. Oh, you're right. Sure the Raptors beat the, the Magic. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Okay. <laughs> Portland Trailblazers. Well, whatever. They're both in the north, so you're right. It was the Trailblazers. Uh, that's why you. Should, that's why I ask you about NBA. But we're clearly Have on top of this. Have the Clippers beat the Warriors yet? I got a lot of. I got a lot riding Let's on this. Let's see. That series is uh, Clippers in five. And I got three. a lot of. I got a lot riding on that. Oh, well, I think you're gonna lose that bet because they, if they won Game Five tonight, they would be two and three in the series. So that would be pretty tough for them to pull off a win, a two and three win. Oh, when are you doing your ads? Speaking of betting, you already we did the ads in the beginning. Oh, we did. Oh, okay. You didn't. You are not here cans. for the ads. They are. Okay. Well, ads, I think I it's fine, Defkin. As professional, as professional yeah, to have pre-recorded ads. Well, you don't get you know your good buddy to riff on them. Very professional show. Yeah, we I got can't a lot believe of how much money y'all are making on this. I'm very excited to be a part of this. I know. Yeah, you're thinking maybe you're gonna get a gonna get a, a fee or retainer at one my point. Taste, you know? Yeah, I know you've been thinking that. Well, taste behind this paywall. Action. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold my I breath. Believe y'all on Patreon these days. Yeah, a secret Patreon. Land sharks after dark after dark. Hmm. Yeah. What What would be the name of the? I, don't, I was going to say, what would we even talk about? I we barely have enough to talk about on the regular episode every well, week. It's already a struggle. You think it would be a Game of Thrones podcast? You ever listen know. to uh, – I was on I was on a Game of Thrones podcast one time, like a comedy podcast, and I was hilarious. I crushed it. Uh, I suspect my cousin – my cousin was the host. Uh, this is back when he was working for fansided.com, and I suspect that I did so well. He did not invite me back because I was kind of sealing the show. This is honest to God. This is true. I know that's why I can't be on here every week. I feel that. Oh, you think so? Well, yeah, I, I think it's more of like a derailing effect that you they're kind of known for. But I do <laughs> I do appreciate you being on here with the 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 audio quality you're bringing using an actual microphone and it mic'd up. Yeah, it sounds. It, our, we have equivalent levels of audio quality going on here. I want to go find that so the the old episode you're talking about. Let me see if, if I can. Uh, let me see if I can Google it. When would it have been? Hold on. Is your brother-in-law's? podcast up and running it is yeah i've plugged it here on the show uh, a couple weeks ago i gotta give them a listen let's see how it's awesome let's go see how many uh episodes they're up to i like the premise i hope no one's gone on to talk about homeland yet that's my new little thing is that your thing yeah i'm a little behind Yeah, i like the premise i don't know if anybody else has done a podcast about tv shows so they're that's smart of them kind of breaking new ground yeah it definitely doesn't exist but I am impressed with – see, okay, so the, he's going the other direction of the mistake that you made with your podcast. Do you remember are, – are, Hold on. Are, are we being – we're being facetious right right now. We're, this what? is uh The entirety of this conversation? Uh, I mean – You keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll I slip in and out of it, yeah. Sure. I'm I'm poisoned by iron. Let's say the latest episode, they got episode three, The Haunting of Hill House, 21 hours ago. Oh, I, uh, I, I like that. It could be a double entendre because his name is Jamie Hill. Also, they have Buffy the Vampire Slayer from episode two and episode one, The Simpsons. Definitely check that out. Again, the show is queued up database. 
Uh, you know, I plugged it on the show here, and Jamie used to listen to the show, and it became obvious that he was not listening because he never did say, like, yo, thanks for the shout-out or anything. So, again, this is another test once again. We'll see if uh, he got, you know, he's got his own show now. I understand. Too big to listen to his brother-in-law's podcast. I get it. I get it. But, hey, I don't care. I'll do it anyway. Listen to his show. Queued up database. Uh, what I was going to say, though, is I'm impressed why he, he did not make the mistake you did. He actually is doing an even better job than us, whereas there's like unlimited oh, amount of there's a thing. TV shows. Yeah, the content identity. Is, is bottomless, yeah. whereas we just talk about whatever's going on in Ole Miss, which backfires and there's nothing going on that week, especially happens like in the summer and stuff. Uh, True and when art you started can your be show, constrained. What did I tell you? What did I tell you before you even started your show? It was a little... What to say? Low concept. It, there, there wasn't enough uh, of a of a path for what you're gonna do every week. Well, you didn't say was there wasn't enough freedom. No, yeah, I didn't say that. There's a little bit too. Everyone much knows that's wise. what how true artists. Well, is. think about all your favorite podcasts, and the the best ones have no format and just uh, start every yeah. episode like <laughs> I have no idea what we're gonna do. Yes, and people teach us about that, but at the same time, literally the, my favorite podcast and maybe yours as well. Hollywood Handbook, they do that, but they're they're actually like brilliant performers, and they kind of have themes that they riff off of. But you know, I personally am not funny or interesting enough to pull off that truly formatless format. So, well, you know, I am. I, I I just, my guy. co-host wasn't there. Sure, I said, sure. On the well, I don't think he's listening either. So I think you're. I think it. you're safe. Yeah. Well, he's probably listening to uh, what Tar Heels After Dark. Or he's back. To, he's an Auburn fan again now he's that Auburn, Auburn beat North Carolina. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that tracks. Um, well, still nothing from John. Uh, he said 15 minutes. It had to have been 15 minutes ago. You're listening to this on the podcast, so look at your phone, dear listener, and you can see when he called in. Uh, we've been going for about 35 minutes now, not counting the ads at the beginning. So I'm pretty sure it's been 15 minutes. But I guess you know if he wants to join and just listen into the Game of Thrones discussion, and then. Uh, add his thoughts at the end of the show we can do that so why don't we talk about game of thrones what was it season nine am i right about that it's the last season that's all that matters right we're two episodes in i believe there are four episodes Wait, left hold in on. the series oh no what i um you watched the you watched the wrong series the wrong season no no but i so last year or how long has it been since been it came years. back it's been a two off years. year yeah because last year they had uh and westworld that... And that last season was only six episodes, seven episodes? Yeah, I don't know how many it was, but this season is six episodes, I think. And this is the end. There's not another this six episodes. This is the end, the uh, last uh, season. Oh, man, okay. I'm okay. Did you not know this? Well, I did, but I forgot. You did, I, but you did not. I'm advising all my predictions, so shit is going to happen real fast. I was thinking it was moving too fast. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, man, this sucks. Well, it's good to have you on the show so you can actually figure out what's going on in your life and the world at large because I can't imagine yep, not knowing it's the last season of Game of Thrones. But, yeah, so uh, we, we got two episodes down. They've been very oh, – oh, by the way, spoilers. If you have not watched Game of Thrones this season, uh, just, just turn off the podcast. Thank you for listening so far. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, but you don't want to hear this. So this is your official warning that we're about to talk about Game of Thrones spoilers. Okay. So Skip ahead exactly 14 minutes and John's on. I doubt. I we guess, edited this in later. 14 this, minutes this. of this, I'll be impressed. Um, so, yeah, two two episodes so far. They've been pretty low budget. They're clearly saving up for what's about to be a big epic battle 
uh, at Winterfell. You got the Night King and his uh, undead armies marching on the castle. In Winterfell, we have kind of our uh, a, a motley crew of people from all corners of the world of the show, all different storylines. You know, they spent years and years on their own separate story arcs. Now they're united in the castle. Everybody from Jorah Mormont to Sir Davos Seaworth to, you know, obviously Arya Stark and Sansa Stark and Bran Stark and Jon Snow were all reunited. Daenerys is there with her dragons. Uh, you got Tyrion and Jaime Lannister there. Uh, setting up was going to be, I mean, even people like Gendry uh, is there. Uh, spoiler alert, he and Arya uh made the made the beast with two backs in this last episode been kind of um kind of a a controversial scene i'll get your thoughts on that one second update update from john just got distracted to another bar so i'm a no-go well at least we got him on that call in uh fire biango and aj will be a better pro than dk so that's what john said we did not mention the nfl Mm. draft is coming up but i don't that doesn't really interest me at all it's tomorrow night so you know there you go. Uh, DK Metcalf will be drafted in the first round. I don't think anybody else will be. Maybe AJ Fringy. Dawson Knox, I top 10 AJ, pick. AJ Dawson Knox, Greg Little, probably all second round type guys, but I don't know. So, yeah, just to reiterate, John is not coming, but he says, fire Bianco, AJ will be a better pro than DK. All right, perfect. Uh, back to what I was saying. He didn't make any predictions about who will die next. He episode. did not. I guess again, I don't think John watches this show. But um, here, I'll text. I'll text him. Okay, say ask him who do you think is going to die in the battle of the Battle of Winterfell. Um, so a lot of these two episodes have been kind of setting the table, setting the scene for what's about to be a big battle. Have you seen uh the classic Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, the second installment of that uh, trilogy? 17 times yeah of course it's a great movie so i'm getting a lot of those vibes it's very like helms deep uh type battle going on you got like the women and children down in the crypts and you have like the orcs are like the the you know the night king's army um you have all the different fighters from all across the uh who's legolas now now we definitely know who the dwarf is we got that covered check that off who's the dwarf who's like uh the dwarf is Tyrion. Yeah, but he doesn't really. I'd say Gimli is. Yeah, the I guess you're right. Just because they're short, but I think Gimli was a much better fighter than than Tyrion is. Although That's he was true. still, you know, the kind of the joke was that he was still the worst fighter of the the main Fellowship guys. Legolas, I would say, is um, Jamie Lannister. No, nah, he can't really fight though. Legolas <laughs> is like a, a great <laughs> okay. killing machine. Um, maybe maybe like Tormund or someone. Obviously, different fighting styles, but I do expect maybe Tormund, Tormund to be mowing people down. Um, you know, Arya doesn't have a great analog because I do think she'll be rather effective in the battle. She has this new pike type weapon that Gendry made her with dragon glass, and of course they've been mining what all they this. Call it these days? What? What? Uh, having sex? Oh no. Okay, I already said the beast with two backs. You got a, hey, another. I, I was. I had to Google that one. Okay, you wouldn't believe what came up either. Okay, all right. Let's, let's keep it. Let's keep it I'll family friendly. Uh, but yeah, I think she'll be effective. What I'm saying is, it's going to be like Helm's Deep, where you have all the characters that you know and love doing their own uh, different fighting styles. I think Ghost John's Wolf's going to be out there chomping up some zombies. Going to have the dragons, obviously. Breathing fire down. Kind of a weird thing is they have apparently Braun, who, if you've watched the show, is like uh, kind of an omniscient 
type being uh, the three-eyed raven. He can see everything that's ever happened, including the present. Uh, so he is kind of like Frodo with the ring where the Night King can see where he is and wants to kill him really badly. So they're going to put him in like the sacred uh, Kingswood or whatever, the garden inside Winterfell as like bait. And so they didn't really explain to us. I guess they didn't want to spoil what was going to happen, but they didn't explain what the plan was when the Night King comes for, for, uh, for Bran in the garden, but whatever he's bait for some reason, Theon, who is like a, a fairly ineffective fighter, but feels bad for betraying the Starks in the past. Is like, I'll stay with Bran, but it's like, okay, thanks Theon, but we need like actual, we need an actual plan. If we're going to try to bait this guy into the Kingswood and kill him. Cause they're thinking like if they kill, uh, the night King, all the zombies will like drop dead, which I feel like is another trope you've seen in other movies where like you cut off the head of the main villain. And the, like, I remember, uh, didn't that happen in Lord of the Rings too, when they're fighting like the zombies in the cave and they killed like one of them and it defeated all of them. It's like a common, it's like a common fantasy thing. So that's their plan, at least. You know, you kind of hope with Game of Thrones, they're known for being a somewhat subversive and kind of taking what you expect to happen with the tropes and kind of changing it up. So maybe we're not going to get like the exact predictable outcomes. But I'm going to they're going to kill the Night King and then and then Bran's going to die because he's rocking. he's also the Night yeah. King at a different stage in his life. Um. Okay, John said, so Bebel said, who do you think will die in the Battle of Winterfell? And John said, the good rebels. So thank you, John. Well, uh, glad we had that you. Says, that says more than you'll ever know, John. Yeah, he really is. Very, very prescient. Um, but all this is going on. They're, the dead are marching. Obviously, we got a big epic battle coming. Uh, you got a bunch of northern armies assembled there. They all have these new dragonglass weapons they've been forging. Uh, separately... Cersei has hired these mercenaries, the Golden Company. She has uh, Euron Greyjoy uh, from the Iron Islands, all of his ships. And Cersei's also pregnant. So that's kind of the other, the B story going on right now. Um, Not sure if, it's clear that they're not coming to fight against the dead. But here's a question. Um, We've been debating this at my office. If it is going to be like the Battle of Helm's Deep, Who's going to show up and turn the tide like when all appears to be lost? Who's who's the Gandalf figure? Oh. Uh, I one one guess I posited is uh, maybe the nearest is old boyfriend, the mercenary guy, um, Don Darius or whatever that she left in Marine to rule over the city. Like he could show up with a new army, maybe, or I don't know who the Deus Ex Machina army would be that shows up. But that does seem a likely outcome. That's kind of another common trope in these big battle set piece scenes. Um, but death predictions, I want to make some death predictions. Um, I think Brienne of Tarth is very clearly being set up to be uh, killed in this episode. Kind of had her arc come to a, a satisfying conclusion somewhat in this past episode where Jamie Lannister knighted her. Um, it's kind of a weird relationship that's going on as well. Jamie Lannister and Brienne, obviously the torment scenes are very funny. Tormund wants to be with Brienne desperately because uh, I think we kind I'm of... I'm so afraid he's going to die. I enjoy him. Oh, I know. I agree. And we almost lost him before, I think. We thought he was dead like a couple times before to the White Walkers. There's been a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's really he's really proof that, like, you know, we're not so different in the Wildlings than us because he's, like, one of the best characters. And he's, he's second-class citizen in the eyes of uh, the old world, you know, with the wall and all that. He was uh should have been never allowed in, according to the, the way the world before all the events in the last few seasons and the wall fell and all of that. 
Um, I think Grey Worm's going to die, which sucks because he's obviously a great character. Well, I don't know if he's a great character, but he's likable. You know, you don't want him to die. He's, he's nice. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a goner. You're right. I think I like he's that. definitely gone because he, he told uh, – I just forgot her name. But his girlfriend, who's the, who's the translator for the queen – uh, that they were going to move away together and like go somewhere warmer and stuff. And so that's a hundred percent a sign that you're not going to make it out of this battle. Um, and you, you know, you got to think with four episodes left and this being a big battle, they've been setting up to you for a long time. You're going to have to have some significant deaths. You would think, I mean, I feel like there's no way that they're all going to get out of it alive. That's just not how these things work. Um, yeah, those are my two main ones. I think Brienne and gray worm, wouldn't be surprised to see like Jamie die. Wouldn't be surprised to see Theon, Theon sacrifice should, himself should for Bronn. But... That that seems likely. Um, he, here's something that could be like a twist that could be interesting. So, if you're watching the show, obviously, and if you haven't been watching the show, this is all just gibberish to you. So I don't know why you're listening to this, but uh, obviously, John has just informed Daenerys what he learned uh, that he is actually her nephew and the true heir to the Iron Throne because he's the male and you know, it's a sexist society or whatever. Uh, so, hey, you, you're yeah. my aunt girlfriend. Right. They actually didn't address that part of it. Uh, you're my girlfriend. Just said, I'm the one that should be in charge, although I don't want to be. Uh, but, of course, they were conveniently interrupted by, like, the battle about to break out. So they didn't have to actually continue that discussion. But uh, I think Daenerys is very clearly threatened by Jon. Uh, she's not comfortable with the idea that there is someone – Entitled to the throne that is not her. She's been living with this reality for many years now. She definitely enjoys being like a all powerful ruler. Uh, my coworker actually, we were discussing, you know, how Daenerys is, is not that likable. It's like, yeah, they're obviously setting it up to be like Daenerys is actually the bad guy. She's power hungry and all of that. And, uh, he went so far as to, uh, his talking point was, well, she really treated the slave owners poorly in Marine. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're not gonna. We're, we can criticize Daenerys about defending the slave owners. Like that isn't that isn't what happened. Like, come on now, getting, <laughs> that ain't getting, it, Chief. It, this ain't it. This ain't it. Um, you can criticize her plenty of stuff, but I think crucifying the slave owners was fine. That's fine. I I will go out on a limb on that one. Um, you know what I think could happen? Okay, lay it on me. Sometime in the battle, it's like they're you know about to kill the night king obviously or the tides turned in favor of the good rebels uh-huh. and then denarius just takes the opportunity when everyone's distracted to try and kill john right that's kind of what but i was gonna say sees it going on and, and aria kills daenerys. Daenerys. yeah totally I, I do something like that happening that's kind of what i was getting at when she's threatened by john clearly what if she tries to like let them kill john or somehow somehow con- consolidate her power uh, during the battle, which that would be crazy. Um, but what happens if the dragon? The I was gonna dra- say, who do the what are the dragons in that situation? I think I think John he can ride them now. He they might listen to him as well. So I don't know. I mean that would be crazy. But I do hope that there's some twists and turns in this battle. If it's just completely like the normal type fantasy battle, that'll be kind of boring. So maybe we will see something like that. I don't know. Um, also, like why don't they try to use like the wildfire or whatever? We've seen it used several times in different battles throughout the series. I mean, I don't think that the zombies could survive like being set on fire like that. I don't know. It seems like an, a, a Tyrion knows how to use it. I think that seems like right? a. Uh, you telling me Gilly doesn't have the recipe? He didn't steal that, and he doesn't have that cookbook. He didn't steal that. 
Who, Sam? He stole a cookbook from the Citadel? Oh, yeah, Sam, not Gilly. Gilly's his, his wife. I get those confused. Also, Podrick, those that is three. Funny. And Podrick, yeah, uh-huh. Mm. Uh, Angie was getting Gendry and Podrick confused. They kind of look Classic. alike, I guess. Yeah, that's what I meant, Gendry, not Gilly. Gilly's Sam's Gendry, wife. Gendry, yeah. Well, Tyrion <laughs> knows how to make it from the Battle of the Blackwater Bay or whatever. Uh, that's what he used to set all those ships on fire. So, Tyrion been slacking. Tyrion had Tyrion's been fucking up, like for real. Um, Daenerys was pissed at him. Uh, I, I, are they gonna make him stay in the crypt? That's not clear. She definitely told him he should be in the crypt. because uh, his mind is more valuable than his sword or whatever, which is like, yeah, obviously. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it'll. I I hope it'll be good. It's definitely like something that's been leading up to a long time. This is the first like major clash between the armies of uh of westeros and the undead up until now they've been kind of smaller groups of humans fighting them like john at the fist of the first men or whatever um obviously hey at the end of the episode did it seem like that panorama kind of the white walkers showing up with their uh, army uh-huh. did not seem like there were a lot more white walkers than normal it seemed like a lot but you got to think every everyone they've come across between the wall and winterfell they killed and joined the army yeah, but they're turning them into the whites, right? Not the white. Oh, you're wall. saying you're saying there's more of like the boss men. Yeah, more of the. Yeah, boss I don't know how many there are. Like, unlike Lord of the Rings, where there's like a name, like the uh, the ring the raids or whatever the Nazgul. The, yeah, yeah, there's not like a set number of those guys. I don't think. I am also interested as the, like the Night King, like who he is, and more about his story. All I really know about the Night Walkers is that they were apparently made by the Children of the Forest. To protect against the evils right. of man, he didn't so, want to be that. So, yeah. well, no, I think I think there's a really good chance that the White Walkers are actually the good guys, and we're gonna find out that we've been cheering for the wrong side all along, and they yeah. they actually have some sort of a good mission. People say it's all kinds of stuff, like a metaphor for global warming or like Brand's the ultimate bad boy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I like I like Brand, but I don't know. I think. Uh, again, I think Bran could be the Night King in some kind of weird fucked up fantasy way where like a different timeline or something. I, I think the Night King's identity is going to be important. Also, something that we haven't seen yet that's going to have to come into play is people that we know being zombies and fighting against them. So we'll probably see the little kid, the kid that stabbed Jon Snow. Mm. Um, probably see Jorah's dad. Didn't he get killed by the White Walkers? So he'll probably be fighting for them. Um, Lord Commander Mormont of the uh, the Night's Watch. I I forget who else they have killed, but I guarantee you we're gonna see those people in zombie form, uh, and it's gonna be like a, a, a tough moment for our our heroes. But I'm sure they'll kill them because it's, it's a zombie. It's not really them. You, know, you can't bring them back or anything. The audience definitely wants that uh, little boy killed again. Oh yeah, huh? for sure. People hate him. I guess it would be kind of cool if the White Walkers won, and then zombie versions of all of our heroes went and killed Daenerys. Okay, that'd be cool, right? And then um, we just uh, yeah. we start cheering for the, the the army of the dead. I mean, they find, we found out they have like their own inner machinations. There's, there's like its own plot and show going on. Yeah, even Absolutely. a cold, cold heart can love. Absolutely, that would so, be interesting. That would be all right. So uh, I, I want to keep you away from your pizza too much longer. Your nasty ass Alfredo mm-hmm. meat pizza. Mm-hmm. So, Bro, it wanna, is here too. Ooh, okay, yeah, you'd be smelling that Alfredo, I bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so well, you got any, you want to go on the limb, make any final uh, Game of Thrones predictions? Yes. Um. Well, I don't know. I'm so confused. I just don't know what's gonna happen at all. Honestly, sure. sure. I'm trying to think of something, but um. 
no limbs to go out on. Who do you, what do you think is going to happen with Cersei's baby? That she's supposedly pregnant. Oh, with? yeah. It's going to come out as a White Walker. Or, like, all fucked up somehow. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my prediction. She got that White Walker baby. You think that's who she got pregnant by a White Walker somehow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh uh, Quiburn, whatever. He'd been playing with too much magic there in King's Landing. There is going to be some weird stuff going on there. I mean, is uh, is the mountain essentially a White Walker? He's a reanimated dead person. I don't know. It's, it's something to think about there. All right, well, all food for thought. That episode's coming up on Sunday. Hopefully, I'll be able to watch that. I'm going to be at a freaking resort in Cancun, living large. Got a vacation coming up. Very excited about that. So, uh, hopefully, be able to get Wi-Fi there and watch that Sunday night. Um, yeah, there's that. So, that's 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 your Game of Thrones uh, post-episode 2, pre-Battle of Winterfell. Uh, slight discussion and some predictions being made. Um, obviously, Will has to go now and uh, eat his, his Pizza Hut. I'm sure it's very fragrant at this point. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for joining us on the show, Will. Um, you know, Obviously, as you can tell, dear listener, John was indisposed, kind of debated us, made us think he was going to come, and then decided he had to go to another bar. So that's cool. Thanks for the brief appearance, though, John. Hopefully that came across from the speakerphone to the microphone there. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's it. That's the show for this week, guys. Um, obviously, if you like the show, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, check out our sponsors. You can hear about that at the top of the show. Um, our website, LandTrekTheAfterDark.com. All that stuff. Uh, but for now, for Will, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys again next week. Then we go